Good morning, everybody. Well, I've got a book in my hand that uh, the author is Jensen Franklin. Uh, I grew up in the same circle with him. Uh, some of the same camp, camp meetings, the same services, small gatherings like this. And for us to go to Claremont and find this book way up here, <laughs> it's called Acres of Diamonds. It's, I could have written the book. Yeah. It's definitely speaking from my heart, but it's from the Father's heart. It's just coming through Jensen. Yeah. He speaks about starting off. It's a story of the of a man that was told that he should go look for diamonds, abandon all, and go look for diamonds. That's how the, that's how the, the the whole story started. Yeah. So he literally told his wife and kids, I love you, and I'm walking away. And I'm going to find us wealth that we'll never have to work again. He traveled the world, Africa, Europe. After years of trying and digging and searching, he never found any diamonds. In London, totally depressed, this is actual event that happened, and totally depressed, he got on a bridge and said, I've wasted, squandered. He committed suicide. He jumped off the bridge. His farm, where he came from, someone else come along, bought the farm, used the same camel that he was plowing with, the same plows. And so the man found a rock in the stream. And in the stream, it was a black rock. So he put it on his panel so that he could... Uh, so he put it on his mantle just to look at it. This, a priest came by and said, well, where'd you get this rock? And he says, oh, in that stream down there. And he goes, let me see it. You know this is a diamond, right? So he went back to the stream and they dug. And it's the very spot where the fourth largest diamond mine in the world. That's what the man already had diamonds and he was out looking for them. Wow. Wow. So when I picked up this book and started reading it, I've been a lot of places. I've seen a lot of things, things that I would share you wouldn't even believe, things in God and seen moves of God and been part of different things and I'm not going to name drop today and this or that. This, but for, for me to pick this book up at this time, I start reading and it gets to the first chapter, Why Not Now? I finished the chapter and Pastor Lonnie texted, Hey, do you want to speak? <laughs> and, and so... I'm reading this, and you're going, there's no way I can say no. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there's no way. Amen. So how, how do you say no when you just got the reading confirming a whole chapter? You're going, well, I'll be in total disobedience. So I've spent the last couple of weeks uh, going over some thoughts, and I'm going, where do I go? What do I say, God? You know, I mean, I've got so much, and I mean, literally, it's like... In my mind, it's like rolling through the Bible going, oh, that's good. And going, no, no, that's good. So you're going, what do I pull up? 2020 has been a year of different, of change for everybody. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you look at, thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I was looking for a handkerchief at home. I said, I'm going to need it because if he touches me, they come. I don't want that to ever change. Never change that. 
2020 was the word of the, was the year of the mouth. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tabernacles is coming up. We all know that. So uh, it's going to be September 18, 19. Right. October 3rd through the 11th. But the first feast is trumpet. 18th, 19th, right? It's the 19th. Right. The feast of so that would be New Year. That's right. Right? So even though we're in a different calendar, that's the New Year. That's right. So that's 20. So that year would be 5781. It's uh, the 5781 is the anniversary of Adam, the making of man. It's the year of covenants. The covenants of God and the words God spoke in his word. He's reminded. He doesn't need reminding, but it is the, he is being reminded. It says in his word to remind him, hey, you know, look at this. So it's the year of covenants that, that God has spoken over us to us in his word or through someone's mouth. Things he's told you that you've written down. This is the year that that will be observed. 5781, there's numerical meanings and there's words in the Hebraic language for each one. So 5781, it's the I, the plow. Uh, I wrote that really fast. Fence and ox. Anyway, in the Hebrew language, I could go into that a lot more, but time is short. So it just, it, it actually means all of that together, you will be amazed. For 5781, you will be amazed. And 2021 is still about the mouth. But this year, it's the mouth of God. Yeah, so everything that's been said to you, about you, or in his word, is there to come to pass. Amen. Reading in here, to compliment my notes, he says you've got to speak the word of God. Sean started off, you started talking about he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And you continued on that you've got to speak the words of God. I'd like to drop a little note on those that reward of those that diligently seek you. God don't even say find me. He says I'm a rewarder if you just look for me. You don't even have to find me. I'll reward you just for looking. Yeah? Yeah. So so the words, right? You're speaking the words. And and, and you you spoke about the words. You have to proclaim and speak it out loud. And you spoke about the words, and so did you. So everything's been complimented about speaking the words. So this is the year 2021, and 5781 is the mouth of God and all his covenants. So when we speak that, so he's basically giving remind me of it now. Bring it forth. This is the year that I choose. I'm God, and I choose to honor all of my covenants. It's in my remembrance today. Yes. So Amen. that's where we're going with that, that's right?
this may be for someone. It's uh, El Rohi. Uh, it's coming from Genesis 16, when, when Hagar had left, and the angel found her by the stream. God sees you wherever you are right now. Even in 2020, it's, it's odd, 2020 vision, right? But he sees you where you are right now. He'll find you. And he's not, how do you put this in mind? He, he's not really, inter, he's, he's interested in what's in you. He, he went after her to go rescue her, not because she was a slave woman. She was a bond servant, Right? He didn't go after you. She's never mentioned again in the Bible. She doesn't make the Hebrews list. Uh, Hebrews 11. She doesn't make the heroes of fame. But she's mentioned here because of what was in her. When Jeremiah, how, how do I know that it's about your, your, uh, what God is interested inside of you? You don't even have a choice about your plan, your purpose in your life. Because he's already predestined and put it inside of you. It's already there. You do have a choice whether you follow that path. You can get deterred, uh, deterred, detoured. But just like the GPS, recalculating will happen. I mean, he will bring you back to where you need to go. So he was interested in, in the gift that was in her. That was Abraham's, that's a covenant. That's, I don't have a choice, it's a covenant. It may not have been the way I wanted it to go. But that's my covenant, so I have to stand by it. So, so God, for whoever that is, El Rohi, am I pronouncing it right? <laughs> El Rohi, it, 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 it means, who said? El Rohi. Okay. So it actually means God sees me. God sees you right where you are. In Vermont, in New Hampshire, wherever that may be, he's very, no matter what the situation. She was running from a promise. She was running from provision because she didn't want to deal. She did not want to deal with the anger and the hurt and being mistreated. By the way, she started the mistreatment because she's the one that attacked Sarah. So a lot of times we get our own self in situations that was, it's okay, it's my fault, but I didn't, but, but the angel of the Lord, or Lord, he says, you know, just go back and submit. That's right, that's right. Your child will, will there will be a little, all the promises that I told Abraham is in you. And so, you just go back and submit, you know, and then I'll be there. I'll take care of you, I'll provide for you. And she did, of course. This is Proverbs 18:17. I'm just rolling down my notes here. Maybe for somebody else. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently, this is the promise, will find me. Yes. So this goes along with, I'll reward you for seek me, but he said, if you just look for me, you're going to find me regardless. Right? right? Yes. Unusually this time, I'm not nervous. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not, uh, I wasn't afraid to speak. She said, are you excited? Christine's been working with me all, sorry. She's been working with me all week, or last couple of weeks. Uh, what are you going to say? 
she's trying to get knit bits and like, do you want to hold Simon with me? And I'm like, no, he, he's a little hot. Uh, he's he'll kill me when I get there, you know. Um, in during this two weeks, while reading this book, uh, I highly recommend it. By the way, I think everyone should read this. The cover even feels real nice. Just feel the cover. That's that's a seller oh, to yeah, me. That's, yeah. that's a seller to me. Uh, just the way the book feels. I, I had some things I was going to read out of there, but I'm not. Psalms 23 says that when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he'll be with you. We could say 2020 has been a shadow of death. But what I would like to say is the only way death can have a shadow is if there's light. Try creating a shadow without light. Who is the light? I'm walking with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you day and night. Meditate day and night on my word, and I will not, you do not depart from it. I go before you. I'm a fire by night and a cloud by day. So, if you're worried if he's with you, just check your shadow. Somebody says, God's not with me. He can't hear me. He's not helping me. In this season of 2020, he's not helping me. I don't understand. It's not God's fault. Check your shadow. He hasn't left. If you're in a dark room, turn on a light. Watch darkness back up. Shine your light. Watch darkness bow. Darkness hasn't, the rules for darkness hasn't changed. It has to bow to the light. It has to bow to the light. God's, why? Because God said, let there be light. That rule hasn't changed. God does not change. I'm, I'm the same yesterday. Today and forever. Right? So the same laws that applied before still apply now. You need a healing? I am the healer. Right? Right? You need provision? I am your provider. Just whatever you need from him. And it's praying. I've heard it said when it comes to if you have ten minutes for prayer, and worship, make sure you use nine of it for worship. Get in his presence. You said get in a secret place. That was for me. I'll say that. When, when somebody speaks up here and you point that finger, you should check out the three that's pointing back at you. Because most of the time it's for you and not for you. You just happen to hear the conversation. Right? I know there's something else here. I don't even have to read that. Do I have much time? Okay. So, uh, when you're growing, you're going through life, and, and, and God touches your life, you get saved, and you think, man, now you and it, and it can't happen. He can do anything he chooses to do, by the way. If he chooses to touch you and you go out and your shadow goes by the sick and people are popping up and go through a hospital and they get up out of the comas, hey, that's okay. If God wants to do it, that's fine. I won't dispute that. But for me, in a reading in this book, also agrees, the author, I didn't know Jensen had dealt with this, but like trees, fruit trees, for instance. You plant a fruit tree, well, I should have an apple any day now, right? 
That's the next year we should have an apple. Okay, let's go five years. We should at least have one apple. The tree's still an apple tree. It's not producing, right? It just takes time for the guy to get rooted, to get settled down. So we as believers or God chasers, we tend to, oh, that's a fire burning over this head there. Let's go over there. Oh, God's moving over. I heard of about a move. I heard there's bread in Moab. God never said to leave. God said, God never told her to leave. She left and she lost a husband and two sons. Just stay. Stay where you planted. Grow. Let the roots get down. So it can reach yeah. the rivers of living water. Which, yeah. by the way, is not far away. That's right. They're here. That's right. And they say, God, please come down and help me. Well, I'm already here. What do you need? That's right. That's right. Just come out. That's right. right? I'm already here. <coughs> My dad died a couple years ago. Everyone knows that. Um, well, some of, most everyone knows that. I, I've lost a lot of... Uh, cornerstone or, or, or foundation stones of ministers, people, men that had poured into my life uh, in the last five years that I, like I can't put one died last week. And I lost a friend since I agreed to speak. Uh, no, I won't mention that. I know I won't mention that. But when he died, the first thing that I thought of and I hope this never leaves. Did I tell him enough about Jesus? Is he standing at hell this morning? You never told me this is where I would be. That's the first thing I thought of. I was heartbroken. I went called Christine. I said, hey, this Tom, he's gone. Massive heart attack, he's gone. And she says, let me guess, the enemy's telling you that you didn't tell him enough about Christ. And when she said that, I'd already had that thought in my mind. But she said, when the enemy's telling you, did you share enough? She goes, why would Satan be interested in telling you if you said enough about Christ? Why would he do that? He wouldn't waste his time. Plus, he can't tell the truth. So, you know Tommy's there this morning, right? He's there. I said his name anyway, but he was a good man. I got to spend some time with him. And I've made some changes, and even in my job, that if I hadn't made the change, I met him on a Monday. He died on a Friday. He came out of the shop, and we got to hang out. That was good. That was real good. He really did. Getting back to planning. When my dad died, we went to my their home, Christine and I, and he, there was these flowers. They're kind of under the eave drip for the house is. And I mean, they're lilies, and it's just 10 or 12 feet of them, and they're just tall and loaded with spider lilies. Beautiful flowers. They last. They're not like a day lily. They last for a week, maybe. Beautiful. And they make seeds on the leaves of all the odd places. Every branch, there's a seed. 
so she, we got four of the seats. Uh, she brought them back through barred vehicles, through <laughs> bus rides, plane rides, and getting back home because it was quite an adventure just to get back. She kept the seeds, she nourished them, and she put them in a pot. And I was like, oh, here they come. And I went, that's not flower seeds, that's weeds. It looks like corn. <laughs> like an inch and a half, two inches tall. And I went, oh, man, where'd you get this dirt? Out of the yard? You put weeds in there. She goes, let them alone. That's them. That's the same place I planted them. Sometimes we miss that. We'll uproot before it's time. We will move that. You know, get out of that. That's a weed. And God's growing the whole time. So I thought, sure. Surely the second year, I would have, you know, because I would have these beautiful tall flowers. Second year, four little plants come up again. Except they was about double in size. Still look like corn. I'm going, I'm still believing it's corn. But she goes, no, leave them alone. She planted them. She goes, I'm going to give them a chance to put down roots. She moved them to the yard. This year they come up knowing. That's corn. I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that. Four little corn stalks. Okay, so I'd drive by them every day. And then they began to grow. And this year we had three balloons. The same, same beautiful flowers that's from my dad's home is now here in Vermont. So we've put down roots here. It took a while. It took a while. But, and now, it produced 30 or 40 seeds this year. So now, we're going to have our own spider lilies from Mississippi, huh? Yeah? So, you know, when the Bible speaks about a corn, a corn of say corn, corn kernel, but it says a corn of wheat. But unless it abides in the ground and dies alone, it will not produce, right? So we know that that is speaking about Christ, how that he must go in the grave and be resurrected so that he can bring forth life uh, with power and authority and the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Keys, too. You mentioned keys. I used to have a set of keys, jail keys, huge old jail keys. And I, you, it, at times during service, you walk through, and that's your authority. You've got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Somebody need a deliverance, come in. I'll unlock it and give it to you. Because he said, he said, I have the keys to death. I'll give them to you, right? How does he give us that? Those words for the year of God, the year of covenant to be reminded, to be stirred up about those words, right? We have to use the words. It's the key to whatever you need, those words. If you don't remind him, you go, you have not because you ask not. That's right. You know? God, you didn't do it. Did you ask him? Do you need wisdom? I give it freely. It's just, just punch in your code. What's my code? J-E-S-U-S. 
Yes. Yeah, that'll get it. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I need a little help. And he knows that. He knows you're going to call him before you ask, right? He knows what you need even before you ask. But like any child, you can have a gift for your child. And it's really cool. Even Jaden. I've got a lot of stuff stashed Legos for Jaden. He's going to watch this. I just remembered that. Maybe we can edit that part out. But it's really cool when you, when you give him a gift. I even hid it in my lunch bag recently. A gift that I had for him. And, he's like, and I moved it. He's, like, he's very observant. Jaden's a very, very wise young man. He's like, what is your lunch bag doing in the living room? I don't know what you're talking about, man. So I moved it again. He goes, you're moving it around the room. I don't know what you're talking about, Jaden. He goes, don't be digging in my lunch bag. Leave it alone. He, he looks at it. And I go, he goes, he just puts in. It was a Lego. Uh, <laughs> God's got things in his word. He just wants you to dive in. He wants to give you these things. Not material things. By the way, when he says to diligently seek me, this will resonate with most people here now. You lose this, you're calling. Give me your phone so I can call and find my phone. I need my phone. I can't go home. It's not like I said a car key. I need my phone. Call it. Help me find it. Where where did I leave my phone? When you're diligently seeking for your phone, God wants us to look for Him the same way we we need our phone. We need Him. He needs us as much as we need Him. What did He make? This is the year of Adam, right? He made Adam just to hang out with. That's, right. That's the only reason. He goes, yeah, I, would, I just need a, need a buddy to talk about, you know, to talk things over, to have a meal, just to hang out with. That's right. And he loved him so much, he says, you know, he shouldn't be alone either. Let's make a woman. Let's take part of him and make a woman, right? Just so he could have a companion when God wasn't walking with him manifested up on the earth. All we have to do is all we have to do is ask. Getting back to the wheat, the corn wheat dying. You you know when when you're planted and you're in the ground, you you don't think that just like me going to check on the flowers, they're they're not doing anything. Luckily a corn, the one they use, grows rapidly and you get it in one season. So this season, I'm going to consider this 2020 what is like a drought, not rain-wise. Think we've had blessing of rain, but thinking of it as like being able to fellowship. I mean, think about it, Sean. The six feet. Let's stay six feet away now. Let's, let's make sure we stay six feet away. That we're careful to follow the rules and to be. Observe the laws of the land. It's for your good and for my good. But there's a drought of us being able to hug, to travel, to eat, to eat, sit down and eat with all everybody together. But during most droughts in the Bible, is when God showed up. He told Isaac, "Don't leave and go somewhere that you can't." 
next to one another and eat. I hear other states, they've never, this ordinance don't exist. They do whatever they want to do. Maybe we should go there. Let's move. Let's get out of here. Isaac stayed. His father, by the way, Abraham, did leave. You read about the things that happened there. Isaac chose to stay and to redig the wells that his father had dug, that the enemy had filled in. And it was a hundredfold year. That grain of corn in the ground, you will get a hundredfold if it's watered and the soil's right. But the soil and the water doesn't determine what comes up, like the flowers that I thought were corn. That piece of corn, like your life, is already programmed from God. You're going to be a, you're going to make a corn plant, and you're going to make ears of corn. Yes. The corn, it does has, don't have a choice. It's already pre-programmed. But unless it dies and buried, it cannot produce. When we give our hearts to Christ, and when we're baptized die with him. We're resurrected in him. And when we're resurrected in him, he can do things that nothing on this earth, he says we're not of, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. How is that? We die. He's resurrected. This is just like this jacket. This suit. It's just like a pair of gloves. When he's done me working with it, gloves will come off. And I'm still me here. I'm still me on the inside. Eternity is a long, long time. And I'm sure if you can hear, eternity is forever. To measure eternity, your life against eternity, if you have a campfire, everyone here has been around campfires, I'm sure. Kick one of the logs over into the fire or this burnt down and watch the embers pass up. Your life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and vanishes away. It's the same as one of those embers you kick. That was your life compared to eternity. Eternity's a long time. If you do nothing else, remember Jesus is the one, is the way. He is the way maker. Simple. Just say, hey, somebody says, oh, it's complicated, the religion, the, this. No, it's not. Let's look at the crosses. Now, everyone's heard me, close, have heard me say this. There's three crosses. Christ in the middle, and the thief to the left, and the thief to the right. The thief, one of them ridicules him. Oh, if you're really God, if this religious thing you're talking about is so grand and so you take, get us down from here. Let's go eat down the street and just party and live it up there. I know that's not exact. The one on the other side says, man, won't you shut up? You know we did the crime together. I know what you did and you know what I did, but this man, he's done nothing. So it's getting back to the religion. Is it hard to become a Christian? The thief on the cross was dying along with the other two. He says, remember me 
when you come into your kingdom. Let's back up. He said, Lord. Old Testament, New Testament, Lord is, it's him. Lord, angel of the Lord, it's him. So, Lord, remember me. So, let's think about that. Did he join a local church? No. Did he come down and get dipped, dunked, or baptized so that he could go? Nothing wrong with denominations. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. I grew up in denominations. But we've made it really complicated. For it bears something very simple, but to recognize that he is the Son of God. That he died for our sins. He got up and he lives again. Right? If you believe, that's what he said. Believe. So you can come to Christ by the ones that may be watching online and you don't know him. It's that simple. Just believe that he is. Oh, he's rewarded of those that diligently seek him. Yeah? That's for definitely for you, Sean. Your message. This all this ties in together. The things I've read, the songs, coming up tabernacles, the feast that's coming up. Yeah. So, I think think that's it, huh? Yeah? thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. All of those that have been watching this morning, we're trusting that uh, this move of the Spirit of the Lord, His word is active and alive like a two-edged sword. And Surely this is the year of the mouth. But also we recognize that there's this uh, launching, if you will, this preparation for tabernacles. So please, either go to the website or watch your calendar, watch the dates for what's coming up. We're just now starting to align all of the guest speakers and those that are going to be coming, kind of figure out what we're going to do with this COVID setting. But we trust that the presence of the Lord has ministered to you this morning, and so we're going to carry on with the rest of our morning. So we bless you in Jesus' name.